Hello and welcome back to Daily Business News with the latest business stories in just five minutes, seven days a week. Here are the top business stories for Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed, available on iPhone and Android. RIAM and A activity in the second quarter dropped by 15%, with 65 announced deals compared to 75 in the preceding period, according to a report from boutique investment bank Echelon Partners. The decline in deal volume accounted for the decrease, but it's worth noting that it was still the most active quarter in the industry. In other news, Britain has unveiled plans to unlock billions of pounds worth of pension fund money for tech startups. This move comes after missing out on the ARM IPO. Finance Minister Jeremy Hunt outlined a series of reforms that would increase returns for pensioners by £1,000 per year. These reforms would allow pensioners to benefit from long-term returns on investments in privately held startups. Meanwhile, frontline nurses, medical laboratory technologists, and other hospital workers in Toronto are organizing citywide rallies to protest against the privatization of hospital services. The unions are urging Unity Health Toronto CEO Dr. Tim Rutledge to push back against the Ford government's plan to contract out hospital surgeries and diagnostic procedures to private clinics. This marks the fifth instance of such rallies being organized across the province by a coalition of Ontario's five largest healthcare unions. The unions argue that the government's plan will irreparably harm Ontario's public healthcare system increase wait times, and exacerbate the existing staffing crisis. In the tech world, Elon Musk, the billionaire owner of Twitter, is addressing a parody account that insults meta-CEO Mark Zuckerberg on his behalf of launching a new social media app called Threads. This account, which has over 400,000 followers and is often mistaken for Musk, has become a growing concern for him as Twitter users flock to the popular new app. Musk responded to the post by acknowledging that many people think the account is him, but he also took the insults further on Sunday when he tweeted Zuck is a cuck and proposed a literal dick measuring contest. The New York Times has announced that it will be eliminating its 35-member sports desk and shifting its focus to producing journalism from staff at The Athletic, a sports news startup that the media outlet acquired last year. Two top editors at the newspaper revealed these changes, stating that newsroom managers will collaborate with editorial staff who cover sports to find new roles. The majority of sports coverage will now be produced by the athletic reporters, and their bylines will appear in print for the first time. In the financial sector, two longtime Merrill insiders have been appointed as new executives to lead Merrill Wealth Management. These executives plan to leverage the depth and scale of Merrill's operations, as well as its extensive network of experienced wealth managers. They also intend to build on Merrill's tradition of internal training and staff development to expand its network. These changes come at a time when the industry is grappling with increased demand for financial advice and heightened competition. The Council Post has released three essential factors for businesses to embrace in the digital world. Flexibility, agility, and digitization. 
To achieve their digital business goals and thrive in an ever-changing environment, companies must swiftly update their networks to ensure they are reliable, adaptable, and prepared for the future. Additionally, businesses must invest in digital infrastructure to remain competitive and relevant, staying ahead of the curve. Also, former AT&T CEO Randall Stevenson has resigned from his position on the influential policy board of the PGA in protest of the proposed merger with Saudi-backed Live Golf. In his resignation letter, Stevenson expressed serious concerns about the deal, particularly in light of the U.S. intelligence report regarding Jamal Khashoggi in 2018. The PGA Policy Board serves as a governing body for the Golf Association and includes five golfers, five non-paid independent directors, and a non-voting representative from the PGA of America. To finish, Brett Pletcher has returned to Gunderson Detmer as of counsel in the firm's corporate and securities practice. Pletcher most recently served as Executive Vice President, Corporate Affairs, General Counsel, and Corporate Secretary of Gilead Sciences. He has been a trusted advisor to General Counsels, Executives, and Boards, providing counsel on a wide range of issues and situations. Pletcher brings with him extensive experience as a longtime Fortune 100 General Counsel, C-Suite Executive, counsel to early-stage public and private companies, and a leader and mentor. Our top business stories for today are brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed. Download the free Blogcast app on your iPhone or Android today. If you enjoyed this, please consider listening to our other podcasts, Daily Tech News, Daily Science News, Daily Lifestyle News, and Daily World News. Thanks for listening. Blogcast.